All righty, to our automotive enthusiast friends from all over the planet Earth, quarantined or not, it is time for yet another... A formidable episode of V8 Radio, Kevin. <laughs> formidable. Amen. That's a heck of a uh, an overselling adjective. <laughs> what what is that? What, in this case, what does formidable even mean? It means extremely impressive in strength. Oh, wow. Right on. Well, that's strong. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that one. That's Thank good. you. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, right on. Well, if you have uh, ever heard this show before, my name is Kevin Oste. I'm your host, and uh, we're joined, as always, by our steam co-host, Mr. Mike Hubal Clark. And uh, we we tend to start this show off with uh, some sort of an automotive trivia question. And um, these these have ranged all over the place. They they've <laughs> talked about uh, different types of cars, different types of. Uh, inventions and and regulations and and other stuff mike have you uh come up with a trivia question for this particular episode as a matter of fact i have kevin and right uh here we go all right kevin uh, i'm gonna ask you and our listeners how did the coyote engine get its name uh that's a great question we're talking of course about the ford 50 yes and be, and before you before you go on, I have to give credit where credit's due on this question. And we got I got this question from a listener uh, by the name of Mister Alex Gerhardt. He reached out to me and he says, "Hey, give he him really? that question." Did he really? He did. Honest to God. So thank wasn't, you, Alex. Wasn't his specific instructions not to share trivia questions? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and he did it anyway. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I was, uh, you know, we were going to throw a little shout out to Mr. Alex Gearhart on this episode <laughs> and show some support for a, a loyal listener. All right. Time for a little backstory here. All right. Well, we'll get to this after your trivia question. Okay. We don't want to keep keep them hanging. Fair enough. All right. So, how did the Coyote Motor get its nickname? Um, I don't really know. Uh, the last I know is that there, there's a Coyote. There's also a Roadrunner version of that engine. I think the Boss 302 Ford uh, Mustang, which was a more advanced, higher power version of the Coyote different intake, all that kind of stuff was called the, the road runner. So there's something there. That's all I can give you. It, uh, it's a throwback to, you know, of course, Looney Tunes and, and the, the road runner and the coyote chasing each other around. Okay. And it's got to have more to do internally, you know, because of course the road runner okay. was a Plymouth and you know, the cartoon, but uh-huh. so mm-hmm. I don't really know. And, and wow. I'm quite honestly, half stunned by uh, where this came from. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you hear that, Alex? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. So Kevin says it's a throwback to Looney Tunes. Yeah. I'm guessing it's got something internally. I don't know. Because the, the platform is, mm. you know, the I don't even know what the heck that it, it's. The, what's the name of that current Mustang platform, or the one that it came out in? It was. It was. I don't know. Fox body. Then it was SN ninety five, and then it was the S one ninety seven, I believe. So, yeah. I, all I'm all good trivia questions you're wasting. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll call Alex and we'll ask him. 
<laughs> All right, that's my guess. There's a guess in there somewhere. I don't okay. know. Okay, something internal or it's throwback to Looney Tunes and the Roadrunner. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, duly noted. Yeah. All right. Hope you're happy. So <laughs> I I came. Listen, I came up with a trivia question. Oh, did you? <laughs> did you? I didn't have to lean on a listener for this one. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm a man of the people. I want to give the listeners their due. Oh, he'll get his. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, so I got to remember what it was. Oh, okay, here you go. So this is kind of a car show thing. All right. What, uh, what current auto part that you can buy today has one dimension in the metric system and the other in the SAE standard unit? Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that is a, what. Okay, an auto part. You want to call Alex? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what it is. Mm. It's a tire. A tire. A tire. A tire is measured, and the width is measured in millimeters. And the diameter is measured in inches. Huh. A tire. A tire. Yes, sir. That is, is that your final that answer? That is my final answer. Duly note that one. I did duly note it. I wrote it down. <laughs> right. I typed it in so that I don't forget it. All right. If you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm great with that. All right. Now back to our friend Alex over here. So, um... I'm kind of inadvertently giving him a hard, giving him a hard time. <laughs> Alex Gerhardt is a uh, a loyal listener. He's a cool guy. He's got a uh, a '73 Cougar that him and his dad have been working on. Yeah, and he also has a current Mustang, blue yeah. one. Yeah, and he's posted comments on the Facebook page before, and we've chatted about different things. He's also a Marantz enthusiast. Is he? Yep, and he digs uh, you know '70s and '80s rock and roll. Oh, and man. Uh, it's funny because. Uh, He's been called a boomer before, but he's in his early 20s. Okay, boomer. That's right. So he's just kind of a man in the wrong wrong decade. But yeah. uh, no, that, that's cool. And so one day there was a Facebook exchange. Um, and I don't ever remember how it started. But at one point, the, the trivia question was brought up. And I specifically said, don't share that with mike and then that's what he does <laughs> it was that question it wasn't that question oh, but, but it was, was a question okay. yeah it was a question i could find it but i gotcha oh man mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of funny yeah so anyway uh we wish uh, alex uh, and his dad the best of luck working on that uh, cougar it's a 73 cougar yeah uh convertible black with a white top right yeah yeah he, he shared a few pictures of that with me and some of the work that they're doing on it and uh it's a nice looking car, really, really pretty. Uh, they're they're redoing the front end, the mechanicals of the front end, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, control arms and springs and shocks and bushings and control arms, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's a nice nice car. Is that a three hundred two car or a three fifty one? He didn't say, and I'm I'm not sure. That'll be next week's trivia question. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Cool. Well, it's nice. We we hear a lot of nice stuff from from a lot of listeners, but uh, Alex has been around for a while, so 
We appreciate that. I appreciate was, the question. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> this is the first time I ever heard you say, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's why I said that. that I'm an I, honest guy. Yeah, no, but usually you, you're able to kind of diagram it out and, and kind of figure it out as you go along. Yeah, but some of the some of those terms, you cannot, you know it or you don't. Right. You know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like point. some, some you know, it's like Fratzog. Can you, yeah, can you figure yeah. out how, how, you couldn't figure out no way. how to land on Fratzog. You no. either know it or you don't. That's, that's a good and, point. All right, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. That's just kind of how I thought that went. Mm-hmm. So uh, Alex occasionally posts a picture of uh, of himself chilling out in the garage, you know, feet up in the air. You see the Mustang in the background, the Cougar in the driveway, maybe a cold beverage. Nice. And, uh, you know, he shares what he's listening to. And uh, it made me think, you know, we're in a weird time right now. We, we, you know, we've talked about this last time about the insane COVID-19 virus and the the fact that it's putting a lot of people on lockdown as we mm-hmm. record this. And I'm seeing what is pretty cool. I think a lot of people are spending more time in their garage. Yes, they are. I should, I should be one of them, but I have not. <laughs> I, I am more so on a, you know, it's nice. I can I can call this a self quarantine now. It's my excuse to go hang out in the garage. You know, I kind of have to to do a you're saving the civic, world. My civic duty, right? right. Exactly. Uh, but but I enjoy my garage time quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to think about some of the things that I would like to do to this garage, and thought maybe we throw that out there as a topic. You know, maybe like some top five things that you'd like to do or have plans for or whatnot. I'm down with that. I have, you, I have a few items. <laughs> More than the top five? More than the top five. <laughs> well, so if you have a lot, why don't you go first? What, what's, the, what's number five? Number five would be better lighting in my garage. Better lighting. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure. And that one's not that hard to do these days. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I, I have a garage that was finished off uh when we bought the house so mm-hmm. the walls were i mean it's all drywalled and painted and yeah. you know it's nice in here I, I take it for granted but it's i'm very fortunate and it had uh four foot fluorescent fixtures in the ceiling uh one two three four of them and a couple of years ago i i switched the fluorescence out for leds mm. it's Big wonderful difference? huge difference really yeah you can just there's like a, a a real replacement bulb that you can put in in place. There's nothing special you have to do to the fixture. Not a thing. Ooh, that's good to know. Yeah, it it was not expensive and it didn't take very long. And it was a chance to take the diffusers down and clean the dead bugs out and you know, right. all that stuff. Uh, because previously I I had done what you were suggesting. Um, I had put new ballasts in them, and you know you'd have a flickering bulb and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, these, they don't require any of that. So you just pop the old bulbs on, put the new ones in and they rock. Right on. I recommend that. All right, cool. One thing you got to watch out for is, uh, color temperature. Oh, right. You want to be consistent and have the right temperature. Yeah. Not only consistent, um, but you also want a good color temperature. Right. So, you want to stay away from the soft white kind of stuff, which is a, a yellower light, you know, the lower yeah. Kelvin yeah, the color Kelvin temperature. Scale, yeah. So you don't want like a 3000, you want as high up as you can get it. So I think these are, 
7K that I've got. Oh, cool. 6,500 6, or 7K. So they're kind of a nice white bluish. Yeah, I like that line. look. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, that's a good one. Where Thanks. I? Yeah, I, I just have the the single bulb in the ceiling. My garage is also was all finished when I moved in. Um, the ceilings and the uh, and the walls are all drywalled and painted, but it just had the single uh, bulb in the ceiling plus the whatever the garage door opener had. Uh-huh. And I have, and I'm ashamed of myself. I have so I have about six, six or eight uh, four foot. Uh, uh, four bulb fixtures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I grabbed from my old office when they were switching those out for LED fixtures. And they, the construction guys let me take them home. And I have them sitting in my basement. And I just haven't got myself to run the power because I want to run them on a separate circuit, run the power from my fuse box into the garage and, and set everything up. And I just... <laughs> I'm such a procrastinator. <laughs> it's the worst, my worst habit in the world. Well, there's always something to do when you've got a family and job, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Here's a trick I'll share uh, that I also did. So on the garage door opener, you've got that, I think it's called an, an E-series, just your regular screw-in light bulb base. Yes. When you hit the button, the light comes on. Yes. And that's usually, you know, a kind of a crappy light bulb. So what I did there is I got uh, an adapter that makes that an outlet, and then okay. I bought I bought a uh, a four foot twin LED strip shop light like mm. a, a workbench light, okay, and plugged that in, and then hung that right above the door opener. So now when you hit the garage door, you don't have a little peon yeah. light bulb. You've got this LED strip that lights up, and it's, I mean. That's what's on right now. You can see, yeah. Here in my you garage, have good lighting. Yeah, yeah, and it's just one of those twin strip four foot LED. I'm going to need you to be selfish, lights. and I'm going to need you to pan your your camera over so I can see that, please, <laughs> right, right, right. if you don't mind. So, pardon. I apologize, listeners. Oh wow, that's pretty great. Yeah. See then. Yeah, that's really bright. And that thing was like. I don't know, 18 bucks or something at okay. my local All right. farm supply, my local Rural King store. Amen. All right. You cool. get one on Amazon probably. Mm-hmm. If they're still delivering non-toilet paper items these days, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's on a chain, you know, so you, a yeah. chain, not only a chain that it's hung by, but it's a chain pull fixture to turn it on and off. Oh, right on. So you just turn it on and plug the thing into that little adapter, coil up the cord, hang it from the ceiling you know it's hung from the same structure that hangs the garage door opener and uh and there you go and everybody will appreciate that when you're coming home at night and you hit the door the garage lights up enough to where you can actually yeah. see yeah that would be nice. like that yeah so there you go yeah groovy all right well that was good what's your number five uh my number five would be more heat more heat okay yes um i'm lucky once again this is an insulated garage mm-hmm. so the the door is not the the big door but right. uh um i've been using a thirty thousand btu blowtorch heater <laughs> that uh, <laughs> my friend paul and i bought in 1989 <laughs> and we split it from the store that eventually became home depot it wasn't even a home depot at the time wow. i think it was a a courtesy home center, I think it was called. Oh, wow. Courtesy home center. 
and it was like 130 bucks or something back then. And we, we both were trying to work on stuff in our home garages and we lived a few blocks apart. So he'd have, you know, it's like the science project. He'd right. have it for a few days and then I'd have it for a few days. Right. And finally uh, in college, he moved away and he's like, here, you can have this thing. Or at least that's the way I remember it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul says, uh, none of that happened. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, it, it's just a kerosene blowtorch thing, and it works all right. But um, this place does, it would be far nicer if it was warmer in here in the wintertime. And I did notice, and maybe I'll throw this out there to any of our listeners who might be HVAC savvy, but this garage does have a heat vent. Uh, plumbed into the central air heat system of the house really on the one wall yeah and it's it's down low and it's just a little register vent that you can open up and i have it taped off because i didn't want the garage a i didn't want it heating this garage unnecessarily if Mm. i wasn't you know using it yeah but just the other day i was thinking you know the way an hvac system works there's a thermostat in the house and the furnace tries to make that thermostat happy correct so if you have the thermostat set at 70 degrees, or in my case, like 58, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the f- furnace will run until that stat senses that. So that thermostat Correct. has no idea what's happening out here in the garage. Exactly. So if I opened up that register vent, the the heat would just be going along. The garage would be going along for the ride. It would just Correct. be... What it would do, I believe, though, is take longer to heat the rest of the house. Because we essentially have a leak in the system. Right. We're just leaking some of that heat into the garage. That's correct. You wouldn't have as as high a flow rate in the other registers as you would if it were closed off. Yeah. So if it it took 10 minutes to bring the house up 5 degrees, it might take 12 or 15 or something. I don't know. Um, And then to maintain that hysteresis. How about that? Whoa. Whoa. I need Uh to stop right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good word for you. Nice. Uh, Which is the difference between on and off. Mm -hmm. It might take a little longer, burn a little more fuel. But, you know, if I really wanted to, I could do the math and say, well, if I'm going to work out here on a Friday night or something, I could flip that vent open Friday morning Mm -hmm. and it would just, who knows? You know, it would probably be, it could be 20 degrees warmer in here. Right. Just for that day. You you could also, and I don't know if you already do that, but. Um, close all events on the second floor of your house, so so there you're not blowing heat in there. So it mostly focuses on the main floor in your garage. That's a great idea too. Yeah, yeah, because our second floor is primarily storage. Right, exactly. And and my hotel room when I stay there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> well, then we make sure that all events are closed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we don't want this guy staying any longer than he has to. Well, a long time ago, that that's where the V8 TV uh, edit bay used right. to be in a second bedroom upstairs. Mm-hmm. And I was editing television episodes of V8 TV in July, August, and it was 105 degrees outside. And my oh. poor AC system is to the max. And I turned yeah. like every vent off in the house, except for the ones in that room. Yeah. Because I'm surrounded by computers and there's three walls of sun load and the roof and everything. And uh, what I failed to recognize is that by the time I finally got comfortable, that thermostat downstairs is still hot. So it's calling for more and more and more. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm running the AC nonstop. And it was like, oh man, this is not good. No, so man. it was nice to be able to move out. And and the windows are are crank outs, so you couldn't put like a window shaker oh. air conditioner in that unit. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Now here in the garage, a couple of years ago, I was fortunate enough. My lovely wife bought me an air conditioner for the garage. So right. I'm with a there. remote control, no less. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about it. I thought it just turns on over here. All right. That's, that's yeah. Remote Shut is. your mouth. <laughs> you know that was uh, kind of surprising. It was an anniversary gift. Oh, that's cool. Well, I didn't quite know how to take that at first. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it! I knew it! It's like, happy anniversary, you know, go out there and stay there. Get out of the garage. Yeah. (laughs) But it's all good. In fact, she's listening to one of our episodes right now. Oh, right on. She appreciates the the, the fruits of the air conditioner, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So oh, that's br- that's brilliant. All right, so that's my number five. What's uh, what's your number four? Oh, to have better storage and better organization in that garage. Hmm. You've you've seen it recently, and you know how badly I need that. Well, I mean, your garage is is a working home garage for a family with kids and stuff. It is, but and I appreciate you trying to let me off the hook, but <laughs> I'm not going to let you let me off the hook. It's a shambles in there. It is, <laughs> it's horrifying, and I'm and I'm ashamed of myself. And if I put it out there, it's going to force me to do something about it. Well, the only thing that I would say is not in your favor defending that space is the fact that you have a basement. Yeah, you should see that too. Yeah. I, I don't have a basement. Yeah. Our, our, our house is on a crawl space, so you could at least maybe put some of that stuff in your basement. Yeah, I could. I could. <laughs> well, the, the uh, ultimate goal for that is to get that basement cleared out so I could finish it. So it's, it's a completely, it's a full unfinished basement and that I would love to have make it livable space, but there's just... Mm-hmm. I don't know how on earth I accumulated so much nonsense and so much stuff in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Well, and it's not all yours. No, it's not all mine. Yeah. But still, it's... it's. Ugh. And that's one of those one-room-at-a-time projects, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah pretty much. And, and you're playing... What was the... You know, the, the tile game where you shuffle them all around and they make a word... You know, it's almost like Tetris. You're right. You're, right. Exactly. You just got to shuffle everything into one room while you redo one and then move it all. And Yeah. Yeah. I just want to put everything, like rent one of those pods, put it in my driveway, shove it full of everything and have them wheel it off. And I don't care where it goes. <laughs> well, it's not a bad quarantine project. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Because you're stuck at home now for a little while. Yeah. No doubt. Um. What do you have in mind, or do you have something in mind for storage in the garage? Yeah, I mean, I'd just like to have um, some... Uh, r- right now, I have my... my uh, to paint the picture, you know, I made GTO in there, and to the left of it is where my toolbox is, and above that, there's maybe two feet of space, and then there's just full-length uh, shelves that I've built that have, you know, all kinds of, like, holiday storage... And things like that. But beneath those, there's really nothing to organize that stuff. I have one, sh- like a like a portable shelf unit, 
but I want more like wall to wall cabinets that I can have doors on it and open it and put stuff on stuff that's normal that's on those shelves I can maybe put in those cabinets so it's kind of out of sight and uh, just has a better look to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely something to that. Yeah. Um, have you, uh, does your garage have attic space? No. Or is it going to like somebody's uh, bedroom? The, the, yeah, the, the master bedroom is right above it. Gotcha, gotcha. That's one thing I'm lucky too. I, I have an attic over the garage. That's nice. But, but we don't really have much of an attic in the house. At right. least not that we've ever really used. So, um, coincidentally, my number four is also more storage. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Right on. And, and organization. And I, I kind of got a start on it a couple of years ago. Uh, when we moved in, there was a floor to ceiling shelf unit already in place that they left. And then there was kind of a weird four by eight, uh, shelf that was about four and a half feet off the ground. And it provided a big space underneath it and a big mm. space over it. And I think they put like, again, holiday stuff on top. Right. And then maybe bicycles and bigger things underneath. I got you. And uh, one day I just got the wild hair to reverse the orientation of those. Um, and I put the floor to, to ceiling shelf unit against the far wall. And then I cut down the four by eight unit and just made that my workbench. Oh, cool. I just shortened it. And then I, uh, for a work surface, it was plywood and I'm not a fan of plywood worktops. Sure. So today it has uh, 89 cent linoleum floor tile squares. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I just got a little tub of glue and a handful yeah. of the squares at the, you know, local Home Depot That's or whatever. cheap and, and easy. I like it. Yeah. And, and it's, they're white. So they're, they're bright. Uh-huh. It's easy to see. Um, and now I'm, I'm thinking... It might be a little too big on the four foot dimension. I think I might need to, because I can barely like reach into the cabinets that are against the wall. Oh, I see. So it's four uh, feet from the wall. Four feet. Yes. Out. Okay. Yeah. It's actually deeper than that because the, my garage footing is on cinder blocks. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Um, that they used for the, for the footing and it's concrete, you know, between that, but the cinder blocks are essentially they, they project inward from the wall. Oh, you know, right. A few inches because sure. the, the, the wall is set on top of those. Right. So when I went to shove my bench against the wall, it bumped into the cinder blocks. So now there's a few more inches. Okay. So I had to make a little connector shelf so that, you know, things didn't go off the backside. Right. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I think it works all right. Um, and I hung some cabinets on the wall, but some gladiator steel ones. And the trick there is uh, Amazon every once in a while has a sale on those things. Oh, cool. So I think they were like 140 bucks local and I got them for like 89 a piece. Wow. I mean, it was a good sale. Yeah, right on. Uh, cool. So that helped with the storage. And then above the workbench, I've got the, the gladiators are, I don't know, they're 30 wide and... 32 high or something and you can configure them to have like no shelves inside or one or two they come with a couple of slats steel shelves and i only wanted one shelf in there because i wanted it high enough to put a book or a tall bottle or something mm-hmm. so i ended up with two extra steel powder coated shelves that match because they came out of that unit oh right out, out of the extra units and i ended up 
making a connector shelf between my two gladiator units, which now holds right. my Marantz receiver. Yeah. And then an open spot above that uh, for a television screen that fits, oh. you know, precisely in there. So it's perfect. It worked out pretty well. Yeah. yeah, man. So I didn't have to buy that shelf or anything. It was all extra material. Yeah, I dig your garage setup. It's it's pretty nice. Well, thank you. You bet. Yeah, and then yeah. above that happens to be a a liquor store sign. You know, when they used to have interchangeable letters and yeah. they would have the beer specials uh, that you and I and Paul actually discovered at a pawn shop. That's right. And I, it was like 10 bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. And we it's a light, so we mounted that up above there. The funny thing is I went back and I, there was three of them. I went back and bought the other two and sold them for 50 bucks a piece. <laughs> right on. On eBay. So <laughs> I made money on that for you once. Did. That's sweet. Well played, sir. Well played. All right. All right. So my, um, oh no, your, yeah, your number four was also better storage. Okay. So. Yeah, but I am kind of torn. So, so Sarge at our shop at, at VHB and Resto is a shelf making machine. Is he? I mean, this, this guy makes wooden storage like you would not believe. And it goes back to his Air Force career of being a, uh, a loadmaster. Mm-hmm. He was storing and crating and, you know, containerizing and palletizing. I learned that that's a word from him. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pa- palletizing everything in the world. So he's got a full-time table saw set up and fasteners and screw oh guns and everything in a, in a section of our shop. I mean, that's all he does. And that's not all he does, but uh-huh. that, that space it's all it's really used for is him creating storage solutions. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, so I asked him if there was any way that uh, I could, you know, bribe him into coming over for a weekend and <laughs> have him help me remake some of these uh, uh, shelves. And one of the things that he does that I think is kind of cool is in the wooden structures, instead of making the the vertical uprights at the perimeter, mm-hmm. the vertical uprights will be on the backside, and then they might be like 75% of the way forward. Okay. And then attached to the shelf. So what protrudes out is like 20% of the shelf. I got you. And it allows you to see clearer what's on the shelves. And Uh, the shelf is almost cantilevered into the room a little bit. And it it just looks a little bit lighter. uh, You know, I got you Four perimeter posts and it allows you to get things on and off a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. There's probably some more reasons why he does that too, but um, I thought those were kind of cool. So I'd like to maybe remake mine. Some of the bigger ones, I'm not sure that I would want doors on, mm-hmm. um, only because I it, it starts to close the room in. I gotcha. You know, yeah. you've got these room getting smaller, but then you don't want to see the stuff either. Right. I don't want it so, to look cluttered. Right. So I was actually kind of thinking of like a shower curtain type idea. Oh, Interesting. Maybe just some kind of, you know, white or gray or whatever color mm-hmm. accent. And then you can just wing the thing open when you want to get to your stuff. And then you can pull it back. And then That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's two good garage tips now. You're an idea man. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. All right. On to number three. Number three. I would love to have a sandblasting cabinet in my garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That would be so cool because uh, every every so often I think, man, I would just love to blast this part or something to clean it off, and I can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know the feeling. 
Yeah, but that's every any well equipped garage. If somebody is has a, a real working garage, I think they should have that. Yeah, and that's one of those things. It's like having a pickup truck. You're going to meet all kinds of new friends. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If you if you have a sandblaster in the garage, there are people going to be coming for miles around to use it. That's okay. I I'm happy with the barter system. <laughs> right on. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, I don't have a sandblast cabinet. I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of them at the shop. Uh-huh. So some of my needs are a little bit different because I I do have some access. And yeah, and you know what's funny is today we try not to sandblast anything. Is we that right? try to outsource that stuff because uh, we're lucky enough to have a local blast resource. And this guy will come and pick up whatever we have, haul it off, blast it, and bring it all back. And then our guys aren't standing there sandblasting, which is good. Um, And it's fun. I've learned it's fun for a while. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, I wish this would go faster. I wish I had like (laughs) a super blaster of some sort. (laughs) But in your case, you know, when it's your car, your stuff, your your little parts, um, it's cool. It is. It's nice. It, it's kind of satisfying too to true clean stuff up like that. Yeah, it kind of satisfies that do-it-yourself uh, need for some yeah. of the, some of the stuff. I do have a tumbler in my garage. Oh yeah, yeah. It was another pawn shop score. I don't think they <laughs> nice. knew what it was. I, it just <laughs> really? it was sitting on the shelves, brand new, and it's full of tumbling media. And I think I paid ten bucks for it. Wow. Yeah. Have you used it? I have used it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and the tumbler's nice because you don't have to stand there. You just throw the stuff in and plug it in That's and walk great, away. That's a great point. And you come home at the end of the day, and your parts are clean. It's so. like the crock pot of uh, blasting. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the crock pot of corrosion removal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Very nice. Set yeah. it. Forget it. <laughs> That's it. Just don't burn the house down. Amen. Uh, All right. Okay. So so, so what's my your number num- three. My number three. I think I think at this point I'm to the point where I I put a couple of different things in number 3 cuz they'll kind of go together but mm-hmm. it, it really falls under decor, paint and neon is my number oh, 3. Oh yeah. <laughs> cuz these days um my garage is uh it does more duty for me as a recreational spot than a work spot. Mm-hmm. Although I do a decent amount of work out here, but at the same time uh, I've got music and it's a, it's, you know, it's got a man cave component for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes my neighbor will come over and we'll have a, a beer and listen to music and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of years ago, uh, you remember this story. Well, you're part of it. I was at a, uh, in a shopping mall at this store that sells barware and restaurant mm. stuff. And they had this vintage old style beer sign on the wall and the old style beer logo to me has always been kind of cool. I grew up in the Chicago area, so the, the, they were everywhere. My dad drank that beer, but also it's red, white, and blue, right? Which are, are my colors. I think oh. it's cool. So they wanted, they wanted like 350, right? 350 bucks for it. Yeah. And I remember I sent you a picture of it and I was starting <laughs> to shake. I'm like, Oh man, I'd really like to have this, but it's three hundred and fifty dollars. And and our esteemed co-host here, 
provided some, uh, you know, moral support as well as being the little devil on my shoulder. And he's like, you're sending me back. Well, you need this. You, you need, do you need, need this. You need to have this. So go back and make him an offer. You know, tell him you give him 200 bucks for it. So I went back and offered him 150 mm. uh, because where I live, nobody drinks old style beer. Right. It's, this is the home of, of Budweiser beer yeah. close, close to our house and our shop. So who, who would want this thing? You know, so... Uh, they didn't take the 150, but I think I got it for two and a quarter or something. So it's a bargain. It was a bargain. Yeah. Um, and it's a weird one. It, it's uh, it, it's from an ad campaign from like 84, 85, their, their reach for the best ad campaign, which came and went. So it's not like the more popular ones. Right. Um, so it's a little bit different, but I think it's cool. And, and I brought it home and put it on top of one of the cabinets and lit it up. And I really dig, you know, what it does for this room. Sure. Um, and I also have, uh, a, a wind neon clock, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, I got from those guys. And so some more vintage, uh, you know, automotive theme neon would be cool or, yeah, you know, maybe some more red, white, and blue kind of stuff or. I can get on board with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, like a cool, like, uh, like a, uh, one of those round, automotive service sounds like Ford service or Chevrolet service. That, yeah. That I think see. the, the big ones for me is, you know, not to be, not to be that guy, but I, I really dig the, the authentic vintage ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I do too. You know, cause you can get anything in the world now, but it's made in China and it's, they're yeah. cool, but it, it didn't, it didn't exist somewhere. Right. It wasn't you know, functional in a real dealership uh, shop right, right, at one right. point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that, that also kind of put me over the edge is in the Brothers Collection Museum, they have neons that are, I mean, truly authentic exterior dealer mm-hmm. neon signs from dealers from long ago. I can't even begin to tell you what that, the value of their neon oh. collection alone would be. Oh, Yeah. One of the pieces you saw in our uh, episode where we did this giant burnout in the building with a 65 Impala SS yeah. convertible. It's a Chevrolet sign, and that thing's got to be 26 feet long. I mean, it's Gee huge. Whiz. Yeah, yeah. So I can't do anything like that, but it really – some of the animated neons are neat because they've got relays in them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So so when they change colors and and, you know – it, it, for, for example, one that says used cars where the used lights up and the yeah. cars, it goes back and forth and that clicks, you know, <clears throat> between because of the relay. Right. You know, there's nothing solid state in there. It's all mechanical relays. No. Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you, as stupid as it sounds, but to me, one of the ultimate neon signs uh-huh. is the Holiday Inn Hotel sign. Is that right? Yeah. I love that thing. It's called the Great Sign is what the name of it was. Really? Yeah. And it was... It's like two stories high. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And uh, it pointed, it had a green background for the words Holiday Inn. It's got this yellow arrow that points towards the hotel. Uh-huh. And then the there's uh, incandescent light bulbs that were colored that flashed in sequence. Uh-huh. And it made the arrow come to life right. and point inward. And on top, it had this uh-huh. giant star. And the star had radiating colors. Uh-huh. And the star was made of probably four or five like cookie cutter stars. So a smaller one than a bigger and a bigger and a bigger. Right. And those would flash in sequence. Those were white neon. And um, I just remember going on the highway as a kid 
whenever we'd see the, that's where my family would stay mm-hmm. on our way to a vacation. We didn't take many, but there was a few vacations and we always looked for that sign. You'd see it 10 miles down the road, you know? Yeah, man. And when Holiday Inn in the 90s changed their image, they, they took them all down and they're all gone. Yeah. I, I don't think your your neighbors would mind too much if you had one of those in your front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I was actually thinking the backyard, but the front. Yeah, that would. That would I think be they'd be at. okay with that. I mean, you, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I know some of your neighbors are pretty cool people. They're pretty laid back. Uh, my neighbor Rick and his yeah. wife Linda would dig it. I know that. Yeah, uh, the rest of them. Well, he's got a front know. front of, end of a motorcycle as his mailbox. That's right. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He'd dig it. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of them, not. I'm not so sure about. <laughs> so the the Henry Ford Museum has a small version of the Holiday Inn sign. That's probably six feet high, four to six right? feet high. Yeah. And, and somebody made that as a, <clears throat> I don't know if it was just kind of a tribute, but today you can get these, uh, neon rope lights mm. and they're not, not like the led ones where they're individual dots strung along. Right. They actually look like neon. The whole strip glows. Really? Huh. And I was kind of thinking about maybe building a small one of those and, and hanging it on the wall make my own little holiday in sign that would be and, pretty uh, dope what i would need to do yeah. though is find find a programmer that could make the, the leds flash in sequence yeah. you know the way that makes some kind of a controller for it if but i got, think that'd be pretty cool if we got any programmers out there give kevin <laughs> yeah. a call we need hvac guys and yeah. programmers yeah we're gonna get some <laughs> stuff done here man yeah, there you go <laughs> Well, so that that's my number three is uh, I want to repaint in here. I'm not I'm not so sure about color, but uh, get get some more signage and cool stuff on the walls. Cool. All right. So then uh, that leads me to my number two, and this is also another functional uh, uh, garage want. But I'd love to have a nice uh, uh, air system in here where there's some periodic air drops in there, rather than having to drag uh, my air hose all over the garage if I'm trying to do something. I can just plug in, like if I'm working on my wife's car. Um, I can just uh, plug in right next to it and, and do stuff. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, once you have a decent air system in a garage, you you never know how you existed without it. Right. And and that's, again, that's another great uh, uh, sale and, and pawn shop item. Mm. My current garage compressor came from a pawn shop one day. Is that right? Yeah. And it's a vertical... It's not huge. I don't mm. know if it's 80 gallons or something. It's good enough for tools, you know, that I'm using in here. Mm-hmm. One thing I would like to do is move it upstairs into the attic sp- oh, uh, cool. part so that I don't hear it because it, it's a buzzer, you know, it's not yeah. a chugger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and I remember the first time I did an air system was in my parents' garage when I was painting cars uh, when I got out of high school. And I did a whole half-inch copper Oh, cool. Air you know, drops and, yeah. and dryers and drains and regulators and the whole thing. It was great. It was awesome. It was a, and it's a fun project, soldering sure. those things together. Today you can get those cool compression fittings. Right. Yeah. On like, uh, like, uh, uh, composite, uh, air tubes, almost like, a uh, what's, what's that plumbing called? Um, PEX. PEX. Thank yeah. you. PEX. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I think you can use PEX for, for an air system or if it's the right kind. But it's that's. I think it, there is some similar uh, air tubing that's like PEX. That's yeah, yeah like compression fitting. Uh, yep. Uh, 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 equipped. Uh, so. There's another one in our old shop at the farm when we we first started, 
we used uh, Ingersoll Rand's extruded aluminum tubing. Is that right? Which is killer. Yeah, is that right? it's expensive, but it was really nice because it never corrodes inside there. Mm. Which you know your your packs or your you know plastics don't either. But it had uh, a higher burst strength and safety factor if you cool. bumped into it, you know. Mm-hmm. And but it had a similar compression type fitting that you can uh, quick release and mm. you know change around. And that that is a fun project. You, you know, you got to run them. You got to think about that one as you lay right. out. Yeah, for sure. That that definitely requires a lot of forethought. Yeah, because because yeah. once you're once it's there, that's where your compressor is, pretty much. Right, and you got to make sure that everything kind of pitches downward. Uh huh. Oh yeah, around. so water condensation will run into a yep, drain. Yep. I see. And and uh, your drops got to be shaped in such a way that they've got a low spot, and then the air pickup is higher than the bottom of it, so okay. that you can again catch condensate. And what a lot of people make a mistake of is they they'll put an air dryer like right after the compressor, mm-hmm. and then your line goes after. And it doesn't catch anything because the air is hot. Hot, yeah. And it's because that the, the vapor is in suspension. Right, it blows right, right through that filter. Yeah. So you got to put that towards the end, you know, right wherever your takeoff is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spent a lot of time learning about that stuff. It was fun. Cool, man. Right on. That's a good one. Thanks. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is kind of general. It would just be more tools. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm in a little bit of a, a weird spot. I, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a decent professional tool set, a couple of them at the shop. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my home set here. And I'm always reaching for the tool that's at the shop when I'm at my house. Mm. And I'm, when I'm at the shop, I'm going for the tool that's at my house, you know. And personally, I do less and less with hand tools in our shop. I do more things with keyboards and cameras right. uh, and telephones. So I've been contemplating bringing those, bring them home and, and using them here and just kind of have the Mac daddy of all the stuff mm. in, in one spot. Um, but they take up space and yeah, my strategy, again, that pawn shop reference, man, it's a good one. Uh, Kelly bought me a Craftsman black, oh, I don't know. It's a three, three cabinet, you know, yeah. roll cab toolbox. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah, in the background. I see it right behind you, yeah. Uh, that one she got at a either a farm auction or an estate sale or something. Ah. And I think she paid 75 bucks for it. Get out of here. Yeah, it was a deal. Wow. That's so a steal. It was. And I had to re-grease the tracks and clean. Sure. It was nasty. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what was spilled on this thing. Oh, boy. Uh, but, you know, it was totally worth it. So. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of the tools that are in that came from pawn shops where, you know, what I like to do is take pictures of what I have in my drawers in the toolbox. Okay. Yeah. Take pictures of what's in my drawers. I know what you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of a show. Uh, that would be bleeped. <laughs> yes. Now you, you open the drawer and take a snapshot so that... When Kelly and I go out to pawn shops, we, we tend to kind of make a day of that. They usually have like just buckets of sockets and, and mm-hmm. crates full of wrenches. And I can quickly pull those pictures up and go, oh, yeah, you know what? I need five more 10 millimeter sockets. Yeah. You know, and then I can fulfill those. So mm-hmm. uh, so I'm going to continue to do that for sure. But maybe someday I'll bring all of it home and have everything I need in one place. Nice. Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. My the toolbox I have, um, I, I totally lucked into it. 
this kid I knew who wanted to become a dealership mechanic um, bought a really giant Craftsman uh, lower box, and it's about 44 inches wide. Yeah, it's a big one. And it's 27 inches deep, and it also doubles as the top of my workbench. Yeah. So that's sweet. Yeah, and the top the top drawer is is completely full width. So I pull it out, and that's where all my sockets are. And somehow, over the course of my life, I've accumulated a ton of sockets and and, uh, mm-hmm. and ratchet mm-hmm. wrenches and things like that. And it fits everything nicely. And all the drawers have everything are able to organize everything nicely in there. So I got really super lucky with this this particular this particular uh, toolbox that it, it does really does double duty for me. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. The um, at the shop, I've got some SK boxes, and one of them is uh, about that size, um, and that's primarily sockets and impact sockets mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it's got a top cabinet as well, you know, that the top flips open, sure. so it it doesn't offer that workspace function. It would if I didn't have the top piece, right? But that's nice because it's got everything in one place. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I just saw an ad. I don't know. A couple days ago, I think it's a Mac Tools box. They call theirs the Maximizers. Huh. There's a Mac Toolbox now that has a motion detector on the front. So when you walk by, the light comes on over your workspace. Come on. Yeah, right. Because a lot of our guys have newer stuff than I do. And they've wow. all got USB chargers in them and power ports. And one wow. dude had a, a fridge. What? In the toolbox. Yeah. So like one of the bottom... Maybe three of the bottom drawers didn't go full width. They went like 75%. And there was like a 12-inch, three-bay high swing-out door that uh-huh. was a lunch fridge. You could keep your... Lunch. Yeah, you keep your sandwich in there. Maybe Sandwiches keep a six-pack, you know. Yeah. yeah, right. And your soda pop. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. But you're right in the toolbox. Uh-huh. That's that's where the, the stash of stag beers kept. <laughs> yeah, that, that could have been too. So I'm lucky enough to... Uh, I've got a little beverage fridge out here covered already mm-hmm. so i don't i don't need to build one into a toolbox no sir no sir yeah. well that's yeah. cool that's cool all right well that leaves us to number one all right my number one garage want which i think a lot of people would want is a lift uh-huh. a lift in my garage good gravy yeah. i want a lift yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i right. was thinking like a ferrari 456 but a lift would be awesome too <laughs> No, actually, the lift was my number one as well. Is that right? Yeah, but it was just funny when you the way you set that up. The one thing I'd like to see in my garage, I'm thinking Cadzilla is what I want to see in my garage. (laughs) (laughs) And I do have a print of it hanging on the wall. That's a story for another day. I don't even have a print of a Ferrari in my garage. So look at you're you're already topping me on that one. So the lifts are, um. They're challenging because they're big, you know, they're mm-hmm. not really that expensive. Right. Um, you got to have the ceiling height. Yeah. That's where I, I fall short. I couldn't have a full size lift. The ceiling's mm-hmm. about, I think 10 feet maybe. And I think you need a little bit more than that. To yeah. Full size lift. So I would be relegated to one of those, like a half lift that, kind of slips under the car and lifts it maybe uh-huh. you know, three or four feet in the air, which would be fine. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be I've... easy to like pull tires off and do brake work that way. You could yep. just sit right at eye level and not be hunched over. So that would be and really that, helpful. That's really what you need it for. You yeah. know, um, we just, uh, 
I think we just bought one of those for the shop, but it, it arrived damaged, so it got uh-huh. sent back. I'm waiting for a replacement one. But I think it's a 48-inch scissor type. Yeah, exactly. Uh, air over electric or something, uh-huh. you know, and, and uh, you know, with the safety releases on it. And that's what you're going to use it for. I think we're going to put it in the fabrication shop so the guys can, you know, get cars up in the air if they're working on rocker panels or whatever, if it's mm. not jigged yeah you know and fixtured um or like you're saying even the detail guys you mm-hmm. know you pick pick the car up and you can clean the bottom side yeah and, it's a lot easier yeah and brake work and tire work and then you'll have your air system right there so you'll be able to blast the wheels on and oh crazy yeah and, all day long all day long yeah 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 i'm all, I'm all set <laughs> yeah you're, you're done i mean the other cool thing about those is if you're going to put a two-post lift in you need, depending on what the lift manufacturer specifies and the rating of the lift, you know, six or eight inches of concrete underneath the foot. Right. And most garages don't have that. Nope. So you got to cut a core and pour concrete yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff, which, which isn't the end of the world. And all that, yeah. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, but it's no. it's something. Mm-hmm. The four-post lifts, some of those don't even need to be anchored to the ground. They're... Some of those are on wheels. That, that's crazy wow. looking. You know, a 12,000 pound four post drive on lift that you can just push wherever you want it, hit that, the locks. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess it's stable enough to be in a four post or so. Yeah, right. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, the trick that you got to watch out for that everything's level. Oh, yeah, like there's that. Get, getting into a bind halfway down, you know. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah. But, uh, so your number one was uh, a lift as well. It was a but, lift, uh, yeah. Crazy. A couple of my uh, honorable mentions are um, an epoxy-coated floor, mm-hmm. which I think would be beautiful. I'm kind of going both ways on that. Are you? I've worked in places that have had those that were, were very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of the first ones was a U-coated brand floor that we mm-hmm. had at the Hot Rod Shop in L.A. And we had the Hot Rod logo, Hot Rod TV logo done in it. Cool. You know, and it was gray with the, the flack, yeah. uh, you know, in it. And we also put some glass bead in it for traction. And Cool. Uh, it was cool. Um, it almost becomes something you have to keep clean. Mm. I, I can see that. Because it looks nice. Yeah. And and it's, it's obvious, like, the minute it's dirty in a spot or if there's uh-huh. a spill or something. Uh, not saying that it's a bad thing, but it's just right. something that I, I don't think pe- people consider. Um, my floor is concrete in here, and mm. it provides enough little different color contrast to where it doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, for whatever reason, maybe I'm getting claustrophobic in my old age. But the other fear is if you make that you know, too noticeable or too bright of a color, all of a sudden your space appears smaller. Hmm. So I, I guess I, so. I would end up doing a, an epoxy floor that looks just like concrete, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then and then here I am. <laughs> right on, right yeah. on. Uh, another thing I would want is uh, better power in here because currently all the outlets and the lights are all on one 15 amp circuit. Oh, yeah. So if I have if I have a like a I have like a bright kind of a shop light that's like one of those almost like a soda bulb kind of a super bright uh, floodlight. If I have that plugged in and on and my compressor kicks on, it'll trip the breaker. 
Mm-hmm. And if it's dark out, that sucks. Oh, yeah. 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 So I definitely need better circuits, mostly because I also want a welder in that garage. So I'd need yep. two, 240 in there. And uh, also a heater and uh, AC as well. And I have the heater. My wife got me a heater for uh, for Christmas, an electric one that I got to. I still have to run some power and then hang that and get that working as well. But uh, yeah, but that's that'd be all that stuff to be the perfect garage. You're well on your way. Yeah, I, I fought the power thing. We also have a uh, deep freezer in the garage, mm-hmm. you know, storage meat freezer, and that and the air conditioner kicked on at the same time when the compressor was trying to play along, and yeah, boom, you know, the, no thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've been there too. So, mm. well, that's cool. That's that's a good list. Um, yeah, thanks. Now I just you know need some time and money to make it all happen. <laughs> right, that's all we need. Well, we yeah. have the time now. We're all quarantined. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sarge did say he'd come over, but it, you know it's kind of like your basement. I got to take everything off these shelves to yeah. put it in somewhere, and then, but with proper planning, you know that's certainly possible. Yeah, it is. It's all possible. It's just a matter of getting myself organized enough to having a plan to knowing what I want to do with each item and not get mired down in, in the, in the minutia of everything. Right. And that's right. where my problem is. I'll see something and I'll like, Oh, I haven't seen this in a while. And I'll look at it for 20 minutes and then where have I, what have I done for 20 <laughs> minutes? No, you're right. And, and that's, that happened to me, uh, two days ago. Really? Two days ago, yeah, because in in my storage of stuff is you know old stuff, and I have a lot of old junk in there. Sure. And I was on a text chain with some friends of ours, and we were joking about this guy that we all used to hang out with that that passed away a few years ago. And for whatever reason, I went out of my garage and I was looking for something else, and I pulled out some photos of this dude. Oh yeah, which of course I had to scan them all and you know send yeah. them all over to our friends, or it was. And then I don't even remember what I came out here for in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't open the boxes. You just got to move them around. And yeah. 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 Sarge said he'd help. So I, I got to. Yeah. I need to borrow him. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Have a, have a nice, uh, nice weekend up here. Get uh, get a belly full of Portillo's and, uh, and That's do it. some organizing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just going to turn into a drinking garage yeah. music party you know, after the work is done that's fine <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> all right well i believe we have a trivia question that i got wrong i know it I'm well we have gonna, a trivia question and anyway. uh, i'm not even gonna try so all uh, right so uh, i asked lay you it on me mr the, uh, alex yeah <laughs> we got him alex <laughs> got him oh yeah uh yeah i asked you how did the coyote engine get its name and uh the the joke answer is uh, because they can't beat a fifty year old roadrunner, but um, yeah yeah. But the real answer is uh, the first uh, four valve V eight that Ford made in the sixties that was used in AJ Foyt's race car was on the his race car was a Coyote chassis. There you go. And he won uh, the sixty seven seventy seven Indy five hundred with that Coyote chassis car. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, you wouldn't know it unless you knew it. Correct. Correct. But I do know where where there was anyway a stack of those Indy four valve Ford V8s. Really? Oh yeah. A guy in Southern California, his name is Ermi Hermoso. 
and he had collected those things. Wow. And I was going through this guy's building. I think he had an electric business, and in the back part was his stash of hot rod stuff. And those Indy V8s are insane. The intake and exhaust are reversed, you know, so the the exhaust goes right up the top, and the intake comes in from the sides. Oh, that's cool. Oh, they're awesome, and uh, they're they're super bad. And, yeah, that Coyote uh, race car chassis was the real deal, so makes sense. So I knew a little bit about it, but you did. Didn't, you just didn't, didn't know you knew something about it. Yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> All right. Well, in your case, mm-hmm. Mr. Confident over there, the yeah. question was Let's an auto it. part that has one dimension and metric and the other in the SAE standard unit. And you just looked at me and said, it's a tire. <laughs> and you're right. Okay. Right on. <laughs> right on. I can't believe that came to me, but it sure did. Well, I was trying to think the other day. I'm like, why is it a 235, yeah. 40, 17? Yeah. What? I don't know. Is it just because it's going to be, you know, whatever the equivalent in centimeters would be of 17 inches? You yeah. know, it'd be a 3,500 or something. It just yeah. wouldn't make sense. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. America is weird when it comes to things like that. That's global, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is global. Huh. So in Germany, they're talking about 18-inch wheels. That, that's, that doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. makes yeah. for a good trivia question, but you it, knew it. It does, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know I knew it, but I knew it. Yeah. Is that, that's not two in a row I've gotten right, is it? Did I get it right last time? Uh, are you keeping score? I mean, I, if you are, I guess, I think so. I think we both well, got them right last time. They're kind of... Yeah. Yeah, we totally did. Yeah. That's well, amazing. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Wow. <laughs> I finally made it. <laughs> I'm on my way. Yeah, still haven't gotten the time to go through and tally up the uh, all-time yeah. um, win count, but well, we, uh, we just racked up another one. Good for you. We got about uh, just about four years of shows to go through to do that. If only somebody was quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> and had time to do that. Yeah. Man. It's if, been that long. Huh? If any of our listeners take the time to to do that and uh, get us the Excel sheet of winners, wins and losses, mm. Kevin's going to throw you a T-shirt. Oh, yeah. A, v- a VHAB it, T-shirt. It, it, it'll be a new one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still in the wrapper. Yeah, no, without a doubt. <laughs> all right. Now that you got uh, our, our Alex all wound up there about his T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have to uh, wrap this one up, but if you enjoyed this episode or any of them, there's a couple places you can find them. And I always feel strange about this because if, if you've heard this, you know you can find the show already. Mm-hmm. That's true. But maybe we'll propose a, an optional listening source uh, between iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, iHeartRadio. Player FM, Podbean, Podchaser, V8Radio.com. There's another one in there, too. Is there? That I, yeah, that I'm trying to think of. Well, there's a whole bunch of these aggregators that just kind of... Yep. Right, just kind of show up. Yeah, grab stuff. Yeah. But uh, maybe we'll ask for some feedback. You know, why don't you tell us where you listen? Because I'd be curious to know where people are, are tuning in from. And uh, one more uh, uh, quick shout out. Uh, to our friend Jose Montez, who owned that uh, 79 Red Formula mm. that we talked about last time. Right. 
Uh, apparently, he's listened to our show and enjoys it, and his wife listened to it, and she enjoyed it, too. So thank you, oh, guys. Oh, right on. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, that's about all I've got for now. That's all I got, too, man. All right. Well, keep the shiny side up, and we will talk to you next time right here on VA Radio.